created us to be instruments of his flourishing in the world today. And we can't do that if we just hang around with just our own kind and the people we like. We have to be out there, you know, engaged with the whole, whole process. Welcome to Engaging the Generations, where we engage in conversations about building more intentional generation-to-generation relationships. I'm Sarah Greenstreet, co-host of this podcast, along with our host, Kevin Harper, and our special guest, Daniel Kim. Kevin, you mentioned that God created us to be instruments of his flourishing in the world, and we can only do that when all the generations are working together. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I'll try to do that. Look, if we go back to Genesis 1, you know, we see that God created man, male and female, so that we could fulfill God's plan to build a world that was filled with his glory and goodness. And so that goodness then could be passed on from one generation to another generation. It's interesting that God instructed Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, have children, build families, but that wasn't all. He also instructed them to subdue or steward his creation and exercise dominion over what God had made. And and that dominion, which is not domination, and stewardship mandate would allow, you know, everything that God made to flourish. Unfortunately, you know, we know sin came into the world and tainted, corrupted that process. But that doesn't mean God does not still want us to be instruments of flourishing. And so, you know, I firmly believe that he intends for gospel-shaped families to be the primary means for that to happen. But I also believe that the family of God is a critical part of that purpose God has for flourishing. So that's some of the why, and we could probably talk a lot about, a lot more about the why. Let me just ask a little bit about the what. What can you and I, as 20-somethings and I'll say senior adults, (laughs) uh, what can we do to begin to become change agents that shift um, what is happening so people are embracing the why? Mm -hmm. What, What are some things that we could begin doing? Perhaps for some of those who are already aware of the need to reach out for those relationships, maybe we can just um, be intentional about seeking out those relationships. So, for example, at, at, at church, uh, if you see an older man or woman that you respect, uh, that you would like to get to know, maybe you can walk up to them and be like, I would love to grab coffee with you and get to know you better and you know, schedule something like that. And hopefully, or the, that will... way, or the other way around, too. Or the, yes, or the other way around as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and, and hopefully that will start an organic relationship that um, that will continue on a regular, continue to have some sort of a some sort of relationship on a regular basis. And um, and I'm sure the the people around you will see you you know see you to getting together and grabbing coffee and having great conversations. And if you get, if you get something great out of those conversations or just times together. Um, if you, yeah, if you gain something great out of it, you're going to go share that with other people because, you know, it's, it meant something great to you. So in that, in those kind of situations, we can maybe make small changes because we can let our friends know that, Hey, like I'm doing this and I'm, and I'm getting great things out of it. Maybe you should think about it as well. Something like that. Yeah. I think, I think us advocating for it and and helping other people understand 
the importance of it is really crucial to that. Cause I, I mean, just from hearing about your relationship with your mentors has like inspired me and you didn't even try to do that when talking to me about it. And so I think just like, just letting other people see the fruit of those relationships, like you were saying, I think is right. a huge, um, a huge advocate for those kinds of relationships. Yeah. And, and you remember the conversation, Daniel, that we had recently with the two um, high school girls who said, that they want to be part of, for example, a community group that has older people in it, not just their own age group. Uh, of course, they didn't want to do it by themselves, but you know, obviously that's that's important. But the point is um, encouraging even our teenagers to say, "Hey, step out and ask: Is this possible? Can we do this?" And whether it's starting with your 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 youth leaders and say, how could we make this happen? Or talking to the pastor and say, I really want to be a part of this, but I don't know how to make this happen. It's really, again, coming to the point of saying, I believe this is important enough. I want to do something. I'm not going to change my whole church overnight, but I can have a small part in some people where this relationship begins to cultivate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with my high school guys, like there's seen, I have I have a mentor that I see on a regular basis. Uh, we grab coffee or lunch or whatever. Um, and my high school guys get to see me doing that. Like, I don't necessarily tell them that, hey, like I'm doing this, so you, so you should too. But they just, they just see it or they hear about it. And in that process, that relationship just becomes normal for them. So, so hopefully when they grow up and become adults, maybe that will become something that's normal for them as well. So you're modeling it. Yeah. Yeah, right modeling it anything I also think it's I also think it's important for like these kinds of relationships to for the other people to understand that you can also like have fun together like I think like for my high school girls mm-hmm. I'm thinking about them and building relationships with women that are even older than I am and I think a lot of it comes to like parental figures or grandparental figures and like it's so hard to get past that barrier of seeing someone that's significantly older than you as a friend um, and someone that you can truly just talk to about life and hard things and uh, maybe not even so hard things or things that feel hard at the time that maybe the older person on the other end doesn't necessarily see it as, as such a hard thing. Um, but I think like just trying to get past that barrier of a parental figure and just like having someone that you can just be friends with is tough. Mm-hmm. And I think like one way that you can do that is just having fun together, having fun conversations or, you know, like hey, every time we meet up, I want you to show me one of your favorite songs and I'll show you one that I loved when I was 15 or whatever. You know, I don't know, like coming up with some ways to build um, relationships that can build trust outside of just having these like intentional spiritual conversations all the time, I think can be really mm. beneficial. Yeah, and, you know, it's always exciting when someone from the younger generations approach those of us who are an older generation and say, hey, I'd really like to get to know you better, stuff like that. But realistically, that's not going to be a fairly common thing. Um, I, I think the more likely scenario is going to be my generation needs to initiate some kind of action that communicates to the younger generations, I care about you. Um, so let me share just for example, uh, I started getting involved at Awana in our church just because um, I wanted to be engaged with the younger generations in some way. I, I just didn't want to hang around with my my own age group all the time. 
And so it was just fun to be a part of that. And now some of those, some of those kids are now young adults and it is, and it's fun. It's been a fun journey to see them come up on a weekend and say, Hey, Papa C. That was the name that I always use. Hey, Papa C. You know, and when they were little, they grabbed me around the leg, you know, now they're, some of them are taller than I am. Uh, but the, still to see that kind of warm welcome and what, and so what it did and working with Awana, it opened up some doors and opportunities that I could never have imagined, not just with those children, but with some parents who this past year came to me and said, hey, um, we have some younger kids still at home and they just really love what you do and you're, you're teaching and stuff. Would you be willing to do a Bible study with our boys? So I've got six boys now that some are part of my neighborhood, but they've all been part of the Awana thing in the past who I meet with on a weekly basis and just get to talk about the Bible with them. That could never have happened if I hadn't taken the initial initiative to say, hey, you know, I can just do this little thing in Awana. It's not a big deal, but it begins to build some relationships. So what would you guys say to those in my generation about taking the initiative to reach out to the younger generations? Well, even as a side note, really quick, Kevin, Awana is where you and I met too. So not only did you meet, yeah, not only did you meet the, you know, students and parents and stuff, that's where you met a girl in her 20s, too, and got to connect there. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Daniel, Um, but I would say, like, I think that I, from kind of being in the spot now, I think when you're in your 20s, you kind of start to see more of what life really is and how little we actually know about anything in life. And so I think we, we feel a need in our twenties more for other people, for advice. We want, we just want people to tell us the answers (laughs) to help us get through, you know, taxes and, you know, all these little random things in life. Um, But I mean, especially the high school and younger audience, I feel like they really need someone to take initiative. They really need someone to help them feel seen and valued and um, just cared for. And that can, it can, it's so easy honestly, with them, it's so easy to just say, Hey, let's go. I want to buy you a cup of coffee or a Starbucks or whatever. And they, it goes so far. Um, just like feeling that value. Um, I think a lot of them are going through a lot with their identities and trying to figure out where they belong in the world and who they want to be. Um, and just having a person who wants to be around them can mean so much. And I think can be like completely life-changing for them. Um, And a lot of them don't have the confidence at a young age to seek out an older person. Um, So I think that especially that age group really needs someone older to take initiative with them. So Sarah and Daniel, that, you know, that's a great comment. My question is you can't just pop in and, and say, Hey, young man, would you like to go have coffee? Number one, you're going to have some, parental issues there that you have to deal with. So it, it, it you mentioned earlier, Daniel, this importance of an organic relationship. So how do we begin establishing those organic relationships? If you're talking to my generation, what would you say to them? Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is just, just the church as well. I mean, when we go to church, we see, you know, all kinds of you know, we, we see all ages, right? We see older folks, younger folks, we're all there. And I think after or before the service, you know, it, there is that 
environment where you can just walk up to people and say, hello, hey, I've seen you here a couple of weeks. Like, what's your name? I mean, just talk to them and get to know them. And um, I know that kind of like that, like striking up conversations with strangers like that in church, maybe it doesn't have to be strangers because if you see them for a couple of weeks at church, you know? So, um, so, you know, so like Sunday church or different events, like going to Oana or going to students, um, different avenues that we take um, to grow deeper in our faith. And I think in those environments and events, we're naturally going to run into people that are in different uh, life stages. And um, as you do more of that, spend more time in that, I think um, it will become a lot easier for you to um, have conversations with them um, and hopefully uh, build more more of a friendship out of that. Yeah, I also think even if you don't, maybe necessarily, I'm thinking of like a 40-something mom who might not have the capacity to serve in students or something, but just like telling your church leadership or your student leadership, like I am available and I would love mm. to, you know, be able to mentor someone or which maybe isn't as as organic as what Daniel's talking about, but even just kind of taking a step to making someone else aware that you are excited and passionate about that and willing to help. Um, I think, I mean, if I heard someone say that I would try hard to get one of my students to meet up with them regularly. Um, mm-hmm. So I think even just, you know, throwing that out there and seeing if anyone grabs at it could be great. Mm-hmm. So any final words of wisdom you'd like to pass on to our listeners recognizing that probably the majority of those who are listening right now are closer to my age than to yours. Um, any final words uh, you want to just share? I would say, um, I think you'd be surprised how many younger folks, 20s, you know, teenagers, 30s, or whatever. Uh, I, I think you'd be surprised how many of them are open to these kind of relationships. Um, I think they're, they're may, they may not be aware of their needs, but if um, older, if older folks uh, just approach and said, Hey, I would love to grab coffee with him to just get to know you better. Um, and we'll, we'll say stuff like, um, um, you know, like I, I've seen you around at church and I've respected you of like how you've treated other people. And I would love to just become friends with you, something like that. And I think pe- you'd be surprised how many people will be open to that. Yeah. And I know that my friends desire those relationships. And I know many friends around my age who have been approached by um, older men and and they've developed this like sweet mentor- mentorship on um, friendship and um, they're going through books together. They're going, going and fly fishing together. Um, they're having fun and doing uh, spiritual development uh, in a serious setting and in a fun setting as well. And, um, and oftentimes I think they find those relationships very fulfilling um, both ways. So, and they're doing life together, which is what, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Not, just, not just sitting next to each other. Sarah. Yeah. I would say, I don't know, even if you don't feel qualified or like you've maybe um, are experienced enough in life or whatever it may be, I think that there's always something that another person can benefit from knowing you. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that we can help each other grow in so many ways that like, I mean, probably the most I've ever helped people grow. I didn't even know I was doing it or like I wasn't even trying and things I was saying. Um, but just like the, the richness of relationships, like Daniel is talking about of just, you know, this I think can be really fulfilling. Um, and I think we, as humans just thrive when we're in good, wholesome 
relationships with each other. Um, and so just the benefits of that alone, I think are huge. But then if you throw in, you know, some intentionality of spiritual development and growth um, and becoming more Christ-like, then it just kind of amplifies it to another level. But I would say just, even if you don't feel, if you don't feel qualified, if you don't feel like maybe someone will like hanging out with you, whatever, um, just give it a try and see what the Lord does. Cause I think that it really, you know, he can use anything and he just needs people who are willing to do it. And it's not about what we can get out of the relationship. It's, it's what we can give. And yet having said that, I think Daniel and Sarah, you would both agree. There is so much that we gain from those relationships. And, and I would say to uh, the, my generation of older people who are listening here today, uh, you know, you may have a lot of wisdom and experience that the younger generation would benefit from, but I promise you, you will gain a huge amount of wisdom and understanding and benefit that you can't even begin to imagine when you're connecting with the younger generation. They have so much to give, so much to share, and makes your life so much richer. So maybe there's a little selfishness involved in that as, as well, but Obviously, that's not the that's not the objective, but I can tell you that's the benefit. And I would say to the younger generation, same thing. You know, go into the relationship uh, recognizing that those in my generation are scared to death of you. <laughs> they really are, uh, because we just feel like you know we just are in another world than than what you live in. Mm. And in some sense, that's true, isn't it? But I would also say to the younger generation, don't be afraid of them. Um, they really do want those relationships as well, but they're scared and not knowing really how to do it. And, and most of them think I would be, I wouldn't be any good at this. Mm. And uh, it, you know, so challenge them and let them know that you need them as well. As Kevin mentioned, what we've been talking about can definitely seem scary for both the young and the old, but remember that God is before us in all we do. Just like God encouraged Joshua as he was called to lead his people to take the promised land, he says, I will be with you. I will not abandon you or leave you alone. And be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. I challenge you to pray about how God wants you to pursue these types of intergenerational relationships. Yeah, that's a good word, Sarah. And thanks to Daniel Kim as well for being with us. You know, again, we'd love to hear your comments and our questions about this episode. And you can send your comments through podcast at ElderQuestMen, that's M-I-N dot com, or go to our website, ElderQuestMen.com, and use the contact page to leave your comments. Either way works. We really would love to hear from you. Thank you for being with us today. And I look forward to another conversation about doing life together generation to generation. I'm Kevin Harper. And I'm Sarah Greenstreet, encouraging you to intentionally and faithfully commend the mighty works of God and His truth generation to generation. God, God bless. bless.